how can you create spaces for the underrepresented mm. when you're part of the privileged? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think about that all yeah. the time um, without doing some serious work. We would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen Yagara and Turbul lands, and as settlers of colour, we reflect upon the damaging legacy of colonisation. Always was, always will be. Hey, it's Dylan, and this is Creator Tales from Kudju Creative. Today we sit down with Kalpana Prasad, a dancer and movement facilitator based here in Mianjin. We learn about the depths of creating a major work for Brisbane Festival. We dive deep into whitewashing and brown identity. She teaches me about Snapchat. And Kalpana shows us that us brown dudes, we've got a lot to answer for. I am Kalpana Prasad. I am an Australian-born Fijian in person and I am a dancer first and foremost and I'm a dance teacher and I dabble in producing shows now. I want to do more, but let's see where we go. Mm, mm. Yeah. And was were the two always entwined? Was Kalpana always the dancer? Is it yeah. the performer? Oh, actually, well, it's funny. Growing up, I did... Bollywood as a kid mm. and then you know growing up in Australia it's like god forbid you be brown <laughs> and so yeah. I kind of whitewashed myself a little bit and then when mm. I reached adulthood I was like oh something's missing in my life mm. <laughs> and so I reconnected with my culture yeah through dance right, and right. I kind of everything accidentally happened. I was like, oh, now I'm a teacher now. Oh, now I have a dance crew and I now work for everybody else. And oh, wow, now I'm writing a show. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. But right, yeah. right, right. That's, that's so interesting that you also use the term whitewashed because Siki used that term in the oh, conversation. That we you, all know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I do have that term in my head, but I think the one that has resonated a bit stronger for me in recent years is performing whiteness and then mm. so I was reflecting on that as Ziggy was describing his brothers being a bit more whitewashed yeah. than him and uh, I was sort of tuning into his the, their family background of growing up in lots of different countries and what is the thing that works in these countries oh it's it's whiteness it's yeah that, the code switching and yeah right. yeah it's interesting but it sucks though I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> yeah yeah I, I hear you same for me like I, I do still catch myself sometimes and kind of and often questioning yeah uh, things with that that it's, lens yeah it's funny I I do it throughout from like the first second if it's a white person I'm Cal <laughs> and then if you're yeah. not white I'm Kalpana and I need to stop doing it yeah because I'm yeah allowing them a way to not learn my name mm -hmm. anymore mm -hmm. But it comes from a lifetime of my name being butchered, so. Right, Yeah, right. and so it would be really uncomfortable to a point where I would feel uncomfortable saying my own name. Wow. Because, yeah, people yeah. would freak out if I would say my full name. Right. And then, yeah, especially, you know, the teachers on the roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like just cringing that for that moment. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just Cal that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's something interesting for me because... My lineage is colonized to such a degree that both my first name and surname are colonial yeah. names. Like I have a Welsh 
first name and a yeah. Dutch surname. And That's once wild. a white Australian fella came up to me and he sort of got an inkling that I was Sri Lankan. Maybe it was all this brown or <laughs> I, something. I, I wonder what it was. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what yeah. Why would he get that idea? <laughs> and, he, and he came up to me and he said, oh, oh, man, oh, tell me your name and I'll try and pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me spell it for yeah, you. Do, yeah. you. Do you want better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, Dylan, first one. So, okay. Oh, Dylan. And I was like, and oh, whoa, what's your last name? What's your last name? He's like expecting like a cricketer's name that goes right across the shoulders, you know. And it's like, oh, Prince, you know, it's like five letters. <laughs> it's only one syllable. Yeah. You let him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but, but even with your name, like, like there's names out there like Siobhan. And if I think of other... <laughs> You know, there's there's lots of names that that no. are difficult within the Western lens. But they'll try and say it properly. Yeah, they'll bother. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And is that is that something that 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 kind of plays out in your like your Instagram handle? Is it Culpana Banana? Yeah, it Does is. That but from... I screwed myself because like my Culpana doesn't rhyme with banana. So <laughs> where did that come from then? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing. I just didn't know what to put, right. and so I put it as that and because you know obviously my name is taken i'm like well let's just add more a's and n's (laughs) right there's no meaning to it whatsoever and i i also remembered noticing something something like this along those lines when uh when you were introing when everyone was introing themselves before the dance lead to chaos performance yeah and you also um uh did the same intro here of saying Australian-born yeah. Fijian Indian, is that? What led you to have that as part of your introduction? Um, a lot of confusion growing up. Cause right. Well, it, well, it's true, firstly. Mm. So I am Australian-born. Mm. My parents are from Fiji, mm. but we're Indian. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's okay. too hard for people to understand. Right, so you just address it. I'm just going to address gonna, the white elephant yeah, straight out. Let me say all the things. Yeah. And if you still don't get it, that's on you. <laughs> but this is me. This is why I have an Australian accent and this is why I'm brown and right. look exotic to you. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And so that's... It was the most succinct, succinct way. Mm. And there's like two part, There's like two hyphenated parts, Australian-born, Fijian-Indian. So you're, yeah. an- you're anticipating the question, oh, were you yeah. born here? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, you're from Fiji, but you're brown. Is that so? Is, yes. Is it anticipating all of those. Yeah, because obviously white people want to know why I'm brown, mm. and then there's Indians who know that I'm Indian, and they want to know where in India I was <laughs> from. And I'm like, actually, I'm from Fiji, and they're like, where's that? <laughs> no, it's another country. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah. So where in India are you from? Like, I have absolutely no family in India. What <laughs> What do you want from me? Wow, so I'm sorry, ask the Brits. You like, cop it from both sides. Yeah, I do. Right. I've been called a fake Indian too, and I'm like, oh, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing my best. Yeah, and so <laughs> but it's not my fault. <laughs> right, and you mentioned and whose fault is it? It's the British. <laughs> yeah. So tell me the story of that origin. How, um, how? Basically, way back when, the British took a bunch of Indians and put them on Fiji to right. find the land. Right. And that's that's it, okay. really. Do yeah. you know much about what sold them on that journey? Um, they, because I brown sh- folks were taken to South Africa. Brown they were, folks taken were taken everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, like, white people complain that wherever it's like, you did this. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you did this to us. But, um, yeah, no, I... I don't know. I isn't it just like 
classic colonization, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I wonder. My late uncle might have read, writ, written some books about it. Mm. I should check him out. And so who are the first peoples of Fiji? And They're islander people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's all I know. Right. Yeah. And do you, what is your, like being, being born here, growing up, uh, Mianjin side? Mm, yeah. yeah. Born in Adelaide, but we moved right. here when I was a baby. So mm. pretty much been Mianjin my whole life, which right. is awesome. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. In my with my former hat as a touring musician, I had a song FAQ where I addressed oh, many of these things these because questions. yeah, because my because I've got that sort of third culture kid thing going on where it's like so uh, where you from originally Sri Lanka via the west of Sydney. But if you want to know someone's cultural identity or heritage, then these are the questions you should ask. Yeah, were you born here or were you born there? Well, neither actually, man, but explains simply. The thing about us migrants, we've moved around. My family's from Sri Lanka and then it's so, oh, were you born here or were you born there? And it's like, oh, Dubai actually. And then, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you have to sort of tell this it's whole this story. whole story. Yeah, which you've weaved that into your personal intro. <laughs> I wrote a whole song about it. So we're, we're yeah. preempting all this work. You just give them a QR code to your server. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you want to know who I'm from? Here you go. <laughs> yeah, here's the, here's the download. So we met through uh, Bring a Plate Dance. Yeah, Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about them and about your connection to Yeah, so Bring a Plate Dance is an inclusive dance company. Mm. We specialize in flash mobs and we run community classes every Monday. Mm-hmm. And I am a facilitator there. Mm. I am also a performer and I'm currently training up and leading our new training and development crew called the Juicebox crew. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's really fun. And I'm also, you mentioned Dance Leads to Chaos, which is a show that we're conceptualizing and hopefully going to get funding to produce and yeah. perform. Yeah. I'm part of that creative team and I'm, yeah, I think just part of that core organizational team really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so fun. With your facilitator facilitator hat on there's two groups that you work with is that right yeah technically yeah Yeah. um the community classes and then the juice box crew yeah i would say probably i meant bring a plate and Um, then there was a is it danceability a performability performability? yeah Yeah, performability is uh i only have a one-year license um but we what does that mean um so with performability you pay for a license and that means you can do performability style classes. Yeah. And we were running free workshops on the Gold Coast mm. for people with disabilities. Yeah. Predominantly kids. I loved that. They do dance, acting and singing, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just did the dancing one. Right. <laughs> um, that was fun. That was, I really enjoyed doing the training and learning about that and... Getting to do those classes felt so nice. Mm. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And then I have my own crew in Mianjin, Bhangra United. So Mm -hmm. Bhangra is a folk dance from North India, from the state of Punjab. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a joy to dance and see. And yeah, it pretty much, it's a celebratory dance. And it's danced at weddings and birthdays and 
um, Vesaki, which is their celebratory event to celebrate the harvest. Mm-hmm. It's a very agricultural state. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And is there like a season, does that mean there's a seasonal nature to the types of dances that are performed? Uh, or maybe some roots? I guess, if anything, some events dictate when we get most of our gigs. Yeah. So we'll have Diwali time, which is pretty big, and then Visaki Holi time, mm. which is earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously wedding seasons. I've yet to really pin down when that happens. Yeah. But it seems to be the same time around Diwali and um, Holi. It all just happens at once. Okay. And then there'll be this a period of nothing. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Okay. So that's three hats so far. Tell me some more. Some more hats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I worked for Navi Curran for a bit. Mm. Um, they are down in, uh, in Nam now. Mm-hmm. But I did quite a few projects with them. We recently did Brown Church for right. Brisbane Festival. Yeah. And that was one beast of a project, honestly. I feel like that was my whole year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Up until September. Yeah. 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 And then Bee Queens, which is a show we did for Fringe Festival. We um, wrote, produced, and performed four shows, which mm-hmm. was really fun. Um, yeah. Exploring brown culture. And brown culture in the three generations, you know. Right. Having the mom, the daughter, the grandma, daily life in a brown household, but having commentary on our culture mm-hmm. in like a non-tragic way, <laughs> you know, in a funny way. Right. So that was, that's been really fun. And we're pretty keen to keep that going. And who knows where the story will go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we're just on a top level across Lots of projects. Yeah. I want to dive into Brown Church a little. Mm. You said that took up most of your year. What What does that actually look like? What What is the day-to-day for someone who's not a dancer, someone who doesn't make shows? Mm. What does that look like for you? So with Brown Church, we had a cast of nine uh-huh. and they were not all dancers. Right. But the show was dancey. Mm-hmm. I was choreographer and I trained them all up. <laughs> it was a one hour show, um, which means an hour worth of choreography, right. all movement. Yeah. And yeah, there was just so much training involved yeah. for that, getting everyone together. And also, you know, with nine people with different schedules, mm. trying to manage that. Um, and also the dramaturgy side of it, trying to make sure that we do justice to the storyline that we were trying to create. Yeah. Um, it was all Navi's poetry mm. and all of that poetry was produced. So there's an album on Spotify and the date, I, the biggest chunk of work was probably actually training everybody mm. and putting the show together in that aspect. Yeah. Um, because yeah, nine people, nine like nine people trying to do formations and costume changes and getting them to remember all this choreography yeah. um, was really a challenge. Yeah, including yeah. how many of the nine were non-dancers? Oh, mate, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone. But probably less than half would have been dancey, dancers. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I really like that. I I really enjoy helping people explore their bodies and how to move them and 
yeah, I guess get in touch with that and then connect with music and then um, get them dancing in that way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the for me, Brown Church was about challenging what you usually see on stage. Right. You know, we weren't conforming to the commercial ideas of what what a performer is. You know, we had all bodies, all genders, mm. all dance levels. Right. And it wasn't about everything looking crisp and clean, like as if you're going to the ballet, right? Right. It was about them taking this choreo and expressing themselves mm-hmm. in their way, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. It was more about that rather than trying to be schmick and perfect. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I encourage them to do the best they can, but right. I didn't really put too much pressure on like, we must have all 45 degree angle arms and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and move our feet the same way. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Which is some of the spirit that I feel in the bring a play because I go yes. every, like, I try to go every <laughs> week, but um, it's, it's not about like nailing the moves. No, it's, it's about... If you have a body, you can dance, (laughs) you know, and getting in touch with that. And, you know, in Mianjin, there's not many spaces where you can just do that because all of the dance classes are in studios. And, you know, that giant mirror can be pretty daunting for some people. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so it's nice to just not have that distraction. You're looking at the beautiful river and you're just dancing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of spaces do you assemble nine, ten people and practice this That's dance? That's a good question. So um, we used Visible Ink, which is a youth space in the valley. Mm-hmm. I am too old to be there. <laughs> but I think we got commi- permission. I think, I don't know how that worked, but anyway. Right. But like most of them were young. Yep. Um, we also were lucky to get... Uh, where is it? In Logan. Kingston Butter Factory. Um, they gave us some space to, we hired also. What is that? That's a fascinating name. I don't know it. Yeah. Um, it's a new space. It's a new performance space and they have like a little theater there. Yeah. It's quite nice actually. Go down and check it out. I don't know. Okay. Um, and I, I kind of, I haven't kept a close eye on what kind of shows they hold there. Yeah. But I think... From what I've heard, it sounds really nice and inclusive, kind of, you know, people of color yeah. and women-based shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because my feed is predominantly that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I'd be down to go check them out again. It was it was a really beautiful, like, precinct. Right. think powerhouse, but not that pretentious, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It makes me think of, like... In Western Sydney, we have the Cthulhu Powerhouse, which is sort of known to be along mm. those lines. I think it still does have scale of, of our powerhouse, but it is. I think it's known for being a bit more, bit more connected. Connected. Yeah. That's a better way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being down in Logan, you've got to connect with the local community right. there. Right. And I don't think Logan's very white, so mm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, where else do we practice? Yeah, Spring Hill Studios, so that's a community space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was it. And was this reflective of some of the these nine dancers that were involved in the show as well? They're not necessarily living in CBD. No. Um, so, Kingston Butter Factory was a commute for most of us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but they were um, donating their space. Right. So, um, 
free space that's large enough for nine people. Right. Um, of course, you got to take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to pay lots of money for something in the engine closer to CBD, mm-hmm. um, which we really didn't have the budget for. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me about that budget, resources, logistics. You're working on something for most of the year. How does that functionally work? How do you kind of allocate that time? Are yeah. you just looking to cover costs? Is that... <laughs> Um, so the budget that we wanted wasn't what we got. Mm. And, and is it contingent on ticket sales? No, this wasn't. Which, okay. You get a fix. Thank God. You get a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they gave us a bucket of money. Yeah. Um, obviously beforehand we had to tell them how we would spend. Yeah. If we got X amount. Yeah. Yeah. All of that mm-hmm. boring stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... We had a schedule based on the studio or um, training space availability. So Kingston Butter Factory gave us a block of certain days. Mm -hmm. So that was in our schedule. Yeah. Um, And then Visible Ink, you got to kind of see what you can get. And yeah, it it, it is tricky. It is tricky. I think we just had a big block of rehearsal time, dates and times, and it was a matter of make it to as many as you can. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, was there much sort of like remote, like were you just using any sort of COVID Zoom era tech uh, to try and... <laughs> No, uh, we were actually all in person. Right. Yeah, I think we were quite lucky only one person got COVID. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, but yeah, COVID didn't really affect us too much. Mm-hmm. Of course, the only thing would be anxiety over what if someone gets COVID the week of the the performance and it was, there's the only thing you can do is hope it doesn't happen. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was really disappointed I missed the show. I think I was out of town. I think you were. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Both times you must be Queens as well. You're you're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Need to check in with, uh, before I travel somewhere next, I was like. You need to check. Covenant, when is the next show? Um, yeah. So can you talk me through opening night, step by step, oh what's happening? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was so exciting. Um, the venue is? The venue was the Tivoli. The beautiful Tivoli. Yeah. And we had cabaret-style seating. Mm. Um, it was really nice. So that means small round tables? Small round tables, yeah. yeah. Um, we had a um, math pro- process DJing beforehand. Mm-hmm. And that's basically Navi and her partner, Levi. Mm-hmm. So they were doing their DJing as people entered mm-hmm. and then obviously time to go in and take your seat. Well, I mean, everyone could do. So we wanted to emulate. So were they DJing in the sort of bar You know the What's bit? Golden? Yeah, that side bit. Yeah. It's the What's Golden stage. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the name of it. Uh, inside <laughs> knowledge. Yes, yeah. What's Golden. <laughs> and yeah, so we wanted to have a church vibe. You know, you're kind of right. coming together and you're all welcome kind of thing. So we decided that us, the cast members and the crew would be mingling with the people as they arrived. Oh. Yeah. Is, is that like nerve wracking? Like what is that? Like I, sometimes you want to just like bunker down and yeah, hide. Yeah, you know. Um, I felt great because my friends were coming yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and it was like, oh, you're here. And that excitement of seeing them and 
And um, your role in this case was less so on stage or not on stage? I was on stage, yes. Okay. Sorry, I was also a performer. Right, right. <laughs> I was cast and crew, okay. which was a challenging time. Mm. But I loved it. Yeah. I feel like it was the kind of role that was that really suited what I can do. Um, but yeah, no, uh, everyone enjoyed some music from Month Process. And then the show started and an hour of amazing times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then afterwards we had BBTK. Oh, sorry. Hang on. No. Hmm. There was someone else oh. and I forget who they are. It was the DJ. Oh my gosh. Scally Moth. Okay. DJ Scally Moth um, playing them brown tunes, which is so cool. I loved that. Um, and then BBTK performed awesome. and I loved them as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. It was kind of, you know, you finish watching the show and then there's this whole little party afterwards. That's great. Um, yeah. The Tivoli stayed open for us, which was really awesome. How long was it? It was a 60-minute show, did you say? Yeah, 60-minute yeah. show. And I don't know how long we spent afterwards. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so Can you describe Mother. the show? Oh, the show. And... Yeah. Uh, oh, there's so many. Mm. <laughs> how do you consent one hour into... Into an audio medium. <laughs> into an audio medium. Mm. So we... Started off, so the whole thing was spoken word poetry with a bit of singing. Right. Um, and obviously with the music production part of it. Mm. So. And that's happening live. We're talking like headset microphones. Yeah. Get a bit yeah. tech there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, beige colored headset microphones. Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. That's just a little side That's rant for good. me. But. Yeah, no, I do. We definitely talked about it. I think oh, you we did? actually. Oh, I, oh, I think great. we talked about black. Yeah. I think we ended up with black rather than that. And that was available. Black was black like colored headset. Yeah. Was, that's excellent because I, uh, in a different role, uh, work with a writers festival and we have a need for about 40 at a time. Mm. And, um, yeah, we really struggle. Like, nationwide, I've rung almost every production company that there is out page. there. And 80 to 90% of the of the stock available mm. for rental, whatever, mm. is beige as standard. That's – I would think – I would have assumed that it would be equal, somewhat equal black versus beige. Right, right. No, obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's – Everything is black, you know. That's right. Yeah, when you when you when you talk, think about music production, or in this case, we've got like radio equipment in front yeah. of us. All of it it's is black. All, black. all the cabling is black. Um, and if you have a handheld wireless microphone, that's all black and silver. Yeah. But suddenly, when you get into this arts, theatre, literary event mm. side of things, it suddenly goes down this direction of like, oh, we need to match skin tone, and what is. What is unquote, skin tone? Skin tone <laughs> and skin color, um, you know, from band aids to to bras, bras, yep, yep. Any underwear, any underwear like yeah, anything that stockings, stockings, yeah, yep, nude skin nude. tone, nude, yeah, yeah. Everything is in this white centric beige, beige, beige. The world's made for white people, space. you know. <laughs> yeah, Even yeah. Tech, yeah, and yeah, that's been something like because I've and obviously. Um, speaking about this being an audio 
medium. I was on the phone to most of these production companies. Mm. And so they're just hearing my voice. They're not seeing me on a video call. And your name. Yeah, and my name. <laughs> You're not exactly. brown. Yeah, yeah. What? Dylan. Dylan. I know Dylan. <laughs> I know Dylan. Um, so some of these uh, guys are explaining to me going like, oh, yeah, we just have the, um, the, the flesh-colored ones. Tell or, me what color that or, is, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Flesh. flesh. <laughs> like, and, and it's flesh, like not skin. Not flesh. Skin. Fle- the inside. <laughs> yeah, the inside. Like, I'm, I'm pretty the... sure the inside color is fairly <laughs> consistent. <laughs> yeah. We, then we have no problem. <laughs> like, what? Oh, God. And then, other, yeah, just like, like it was, I had to really stop myself from like jumping into all this unpaid labor um, because mm. I just needed to move quickly and ring these 50 to 100 production companies because um, one let, one who was providing silver for us, silver mm. was quite nice, it disappears yeah. on very skin tones. Um, yeah, we weren't able to get that last minute. So suddenly we're looking for silver, brown, any sort of skin tone neutral, like sorry, it's silver or black mm. because a previous mission to try and match skin tones across 10 stages so was hard. just a nightmare and did yeah. not happen. And also... Uh, from a white dominant crew, there's that, you know, not as such no sensitivity. Of us. To yeah. It. yeah, we're forgotten. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really interesting that we picked up on that little bit. Sometimes in theatre theater situations, I've noticed that uh, art departments, um, hair and makeup departments will do makeup on top of yes. the beige. To... Um, that it has happened, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it sucks, man. That's, that's really interesting <laughs> because I've encountered other artists and presenters that have just never thought it that before and then you plant the seed and suddenly they're seeing it. Yeah, okay. I remember. So I worked with Navi for People of Colours, which was mm. a was show that? that was a – oh, no, <laughs> it went the wrong way. <laughs> I was trying to swallow it too quick. It's like, oh, I have a question. <laughs> um, I was going to ask if People of Colours was a precursor to Brown Church. No. Oh, it was, so, it was okay. separate. So, okay. yeah, Brown Church, there was the first iteration, which was yeah. performed at QTC mm-hmm. in South Bank, South Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And then – Theatre Company. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's now where we do Brown Plate. And then we got Brisbane Festival on board, and that was this year. Right. But People of Colours was just a play show with a bit of singing in there mm-hmm. and some dancing, so it was kind of a musical. Okay. <laughs> and that was part of Melt Festival last year. Right. Is that at the Powerhouse? Is that happening right now again? It's happening right now, yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know about right now, right now, but yeah. either now or soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to check out what's happening there. Okay. Right. Um, and we had four people on stage and we hired right. those little mics and they were beige. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I do love a good tangent, but and especially we when it's love a, a tangent. I, especially <laughs> when it's about um, this sort of skin tone headset issue. Yeah. Is quite close to my heart. That but was the we, first time that I thought about it. That's awesome. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, anyway. and so the black headset that was found was in-house at the, the Tivoli. Tivoli. Yeah. Okay, great. Look, Props I could be Tivoli. wrong. Don't quote me on this, but, but I'm pretty sure. That was your sure... impression? Yeah. I'm pre- yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we chose a black one. Yeah. 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 I don't think they had a, yeah. I mean, it would have stuck out in the photos and all these yeah, sorts of things, right? Go back. Well, I don't remember it sticking out at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite it was. It was hidden under a wig, I think. Okay. Just like poking out a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a foam tip in that same color mm. as well. So it's like a. Yeah, they don't yeah. always use it. But. I mean, like, could you 
design sleeves <laughs> would go on top of the little because it's only that little bit you know yeah. oh well i guess it's the whole thing yeah yeah i mean the, the whole skin e- the whole ethos of it is that it's as thin and and sort of uh transparent mm. quote unquote yeah. as possible um which uh in our experience with a previous supplier that did have silver or nickel colored ones mm. like i think we're used to seeing that with jewelry that sort of yeah. thing it just kind of blends in and disappears because um, it's so thin yeah like, so it's kind of the the anti-racist choice <laughs> of headset yeah, yeah. you don't have to worry about the skin tone you exactly sort of yeah take it out of there so that's something that we're again third year running trying to <laughs> oh, th- trying three to, years three years oh, yeah, my third gosh. year running trying to get it together no! for um, writers festival down south but, we'll get there. Um, right. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. I'm trying to support the team. I'm not yet, uh, not yet engaged for my annual gig. Let's write a petition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were just coming on stage. Yes. There's voice. There is poetry. There's music. Poetry. There's music. Um, the cast enters from the crowd. We um, mm. filtered through with our with our candles. We started with a fierce number which was called Quiet Before the War. much as it sounds okay battley vibes right um and then we go into the first track where are you from <laughs> <laughs> that's self-explanatory <laughs> Dream. Liberty brown skin come shine on me Liberty brown skin in the mainstream This golden speech is ancestral preach I see your schemes but I'm ahead of you On stolen land making breakthroughs More than your spice for revenue Don't see my view, come kiss these shoes Check this parade of colors. And that's like a dancey kind of Hip-hoppy but Not hip-hoppy kind of track mm-hmm. And then we went into Entire City where I did a solo mm-hmm. um, That was a really beautiful piece uh, It was a little bit romantic, mm. but ref- yeah, Navi's poetry is just something else, really. Have I ever told you I want to be an entire city to you? Bring you dreams and turquoise aspirations freshly conspired on concrete and billboards. I want to be the magical magnolia of urban legends whispered in share houses and graveyards. I want to be the tangerine tasting thrill of window shopping and shoplifting and ridiculing the market value of inner city properties. I want to be the fascination of watching strangers taking long walks with their arms full of groceries because they have spent all of their bus money on ice cream or vegan cheese, and you know you've been there. Yeah, the way she writes is so nice, and the the pictures that she paints mm. are so clear, um, which is really nice to 
perform to. And it was my first time performing to spoken word rather yeah. than, you know, yes, there was music. But in this track, it was more soundscape-y okay. almost. I mean, yes. And so you're responding to Yeah, the... yeah, responding to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went into Trains, which is probably one of my favorite pieces. Um, it's the heaviest piece mm. of the whole thing. And it's very much spoken wordy. It gets dark. It talks about suicide and yeah. um, feeling out of place and all of those dark themes. Please find the gap between the train arriving and the platform. It's the fourth Tuesday of the year as I gulp down the remainder of my coffee. Perhaps I am 17 or something as insignificant. Do you have a plan? Asks my friend. We're at the cafe, working on a jigsaw puzzle, my eyes glazed over lost thoughts and nightmares. I gulp again, stare at my friend blankly, tornadoes of guilt rising inside, bitterness swelling up in my mouth from the settled caffeine. I say yes to myself and to her, I whisper the same words yet again, I am fine. I burn through my Tuesdays, where would I be if not here? But we have Dilsa on stage and they love acting mm. and they were incredible. They were embodying that um, depression essentially. Mm -hmm. And there were three of us being like those little inner demons <laughs> and like hassling them um, while Navi's performing and saying all these um, really deep and meaningful words. Right. And... Yeah, and then we have um, what's after that? I can't remember the order, yeah. but <laughs> we go into um, we kind of go into building up and liberation. So it's going from it's all about the journey of liberation mm. and imagining a a perfect utopian world where discrimination doesn't exist and queer mm. people are free to be yeah. who they are as they are. And they're celebrated for that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. And there's there's elements of traditional Indian movement as well as sounds. Yeah. So you have like the bulls, which are, how do I explain bulls? It's almost like you're singing or speaking the rhythm mm. for the dancer to dance to. Mm -hmm. It's very much a classical thing. Mm. Um, which many people might be familiar from the... Hindustani classical music tradition and tabla. Tabla, yes, yes. yes. Um, and Katak and Bharatanatyam, you'll see mm -hmm. or hear. <laughs> mm. There'll be, yeah, the tabla and then there'll be someone saying these, these balls. And then, yeah, we went into liberation and then all of a sudden the stage is dark mm -hmm. and then there's this whole piece of love and it's building up to that last piece. And then the last piece is kind of like an encore vibe yeah. where um, we're just partying. It's like a vibe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and we've all changed. So we had um, the theme of Nine Gems and... 
we had custom made costumes by mm. Evie and Lukesh. And they were so nice. <laughs> I was Pearl. I'm so glad I chose it. <laughs> I loved being Pearl. And yeah, like my, my outfit was just lacy with mm. pearls draping all wow. over me. It was so nice. You, I'm, I think. Regal. Yeah, it was so regal. <laughs> and you can check out Brown Church has an Instagram. So you can find right. the, find some pictures. Yeah, I remember seeing the, the very striking poster artwork. It almost looks yeah. like a movie poster or something. That's what we were going for. Great. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was the still hero pictures. perhaps within my first six months in Brisbane and really enjoy. Like I've been, you know, returned to Australia from South Asia in 2019. And I've been living in more sort of country town. Well, let's call Northern Rivers, Byron Mullum, a country yeah. town. And then uh, Sunny Coast and then coming to Mianjin, Brisbane. That's and, changed. <laughs> yeah. And then each one I sort of got a jump up in in sort of like seeing myself reflected in the community that mm, I'm living in. And yeah. so like seeing that brown church post, I was like, what is going on with this still, town? And then you miss the show. Yeah, then I miss the show. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I would like to think that there's going to be more coming. Mm. Um, yeah, for Brisbane Festival to support not only us, but also House of Alexander. I don't know if you yeah. saw the house. Yeah. I, um, have, I, I saw Nisha playing at, a, a, at this Spinning Wildfire yes. event recently, but yeah. I have not been to one of, uh, one of her events. Yet. Yeah. So um, the house was on, put on by Brisbane Festival. And mm -hmm. that was at the Piazza in South Bank. Right. Which was huge. Um, okay. Really cool show. Really cool show. Right. Another very BIPOC kind of yeah. show, which was just a joy to watch. Again, all these people from different cultures and different genders. Yeah. Just queerness and it's all, all its glory on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm really hopeful that... We'll see more and Brisbane Festival won't be so white. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like, okay, if this year we got two, maybe next year we'll have more than two. Right. And on right. these larger scale kind of stages, yeah. which is really exciting to see. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. what, what is the more tokenistic thing, space where you would see something included in Brisbane Festival would be a more... Like a smaller venue. Low down or, or even. Like, do they do stuff with Metro Arts or what do they? Oh, do they? Mm. I, I'm not sure. Not if, that I'm downplaying Metro Arts yeah. in great space, but just thinking well, I competitively guess like a, 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 a smaller reduction scale. in capacity. Yeah. yeah um, you're right. Yeah. I think it's usually been smaller. I've never really seen anything. Yeah on that larger scale right. that's all people of colour right. right? in in a larger venue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it, it makes me think of, uh, I mentioned Sunny Coast just before. I went mm. up for the Caloundra Music Festival and met my 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 brown parents, call them the brown nomads, travelling around in their <laughs> van. Oh. Um, met up with them up there and they did all this very cute Spotify research, listening to the whole lineup and choosing who they that's wanted to cute. see. And um, Baker Boy, who was doing... Oh, yeah, a you were whole lot me. of heavy lifting on yes. the on the side of <laughs> of representing diversity, 
uh, he, yeah, he smashed it. And, and my parents were just like, wow, this is, this is the most excited we've ever been to see a hip hop guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> a classic brown parent thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, hip hop can be enjoyed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not just noise? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and of course it took like this full, like he had a full show and dances. And... He would have been amazing. Yeah. I think I saw snippets um, online and mm. I was like, wow. Yeah, it was a whole production. Yeah, I was ex- I was excited to see that, and and previously seeing him do like AFL grade shows mm. with like full Corey and giant That's crews. So cool. And, um, yeah. You know, like you hear him subtly and overtly in some tunes, tapping into African American hip hop culture, and uh, Missy Elliott specifically. I'm thinking with I think it's the tune Medigen. Medigen, yeah. The one that was that dance music. And- yeah, past that Dutch. Yes. Such a really strong overlap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think even the rapper, like, yeah, references some lyrics and weaves yeah. it all back in. <laughs> Which um, is cool. Yeah. Nice. Did we get through the step-by-step Brown Church? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had, a, we had the finale of Peace, which was just all of us in all our glory. Yeah. And kind of, you know, you know the normal bows and whatnot and standing ovations I might say oh, yeah. <laughs> um and then and then yeah that's when we finished the show and that's uh we had the post-show acts by yep. Scully Moth and yep. BBTK and Moth Process again and it was just like this good old party afterwards yeah was it um, a two-night run how many it was a two-night run yeah, yeah. Saturday and Sunday and oh, it was really fun I I enjoyed it and it mm. was just a really fun time to have have all these queer people, either allies or be people of color, mm. um, in this room and supporting, you know, <laughs> I've felt the love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. And so in a town the size of this, the Anjan Brisbane town, we have the city festival and the fringe festival, but they're not concurrent. Is that... They weren't, no. Yeah. Well, I think this year may have been the first Brisbane Fringe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I think Brisbane Fringe is quite new. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, I think this year might have been the first. Okay. Would Wynnum Fringe, which is happening Uh, at the moment, would that also predate? Wynnum Fringe predates, yeah. All right. And none of them overlap, it seems, basically. Yeah. Kind of all playing a bit nice. I think they are. Yeah. And so you had a show in, so with, with Brown Church, you had a Brisbane Festival show, but yeah. you also had a Brin, Brisbane Fringe, Fringe show, Festival. which you were leading off. Yeah. Of, yeah. I, it was, I saw a, the opportunity to sign up for a residency with Brisbane Fringe. Yeah. And the form was so easy. And I was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> right. I, compared did, to the usual process. Compared to the usual process. Yeah. And so I just went for it. And then they said yes. And I was like, hang on, wait, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and I met with them and they're like, so what show do you want to put on? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I want it to be brown. <laughs> that's all I know. And that's all I can tell you. Right. Um. And yeah, I got together with Johan Drifani and Amar Ramji, mm-hmm. who are two, well, Mianjin's only two drag queens now. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, and we wrote this really fun show 
for Brisbane Fringe. We put it together in like a month, which is wild to me. Yeah. 45-minute yeah. show and I played the daughter and I was – what was my character? My, I get, my character was overly critical of the previous generations because, okay. you know, I'm this raging feminist and I think, like, I'm the best. Yeah. Um, and then my mother is – in that weird in between, you know, grew up in, um, grew up overseas, but then brought up here. So trying to be beauty by like being all Western. Right. And then we have the grandma who's whitewashing and performing like white, yeah. whitewashing, but still very brown, you know, like, mm -hmm. for example, one of the, one of the jokes is, um, you know, don't call it a kiddie party. It's a soiree, oh, okay. you know, right. um, trying to be sophisticated by yeah. using white words. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's still brown. <laughs> she yeah. still slips up. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and is, it, is there a layer of like performing affluence? Like we moved to this <coughs> this far off Western country for a better life and look um, at this better life. That yeah. We no, we didn't touch on that one. Okay. No, we. But not like in the soiree <laughs> part as well. Like, is it also like. I think it was also reflective of how things are in India as well. Mm. You know, how. Western lifestyles are seen as affluent yeah. or better. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. That was what we're getting at. We were getting at. Yeah. And um, yeah, then we have the grandma who's hello orthodox. And, but like, you know, she's a boss lady. You don't mess with her. Yeah. Um, and everyone has their secrets, you know. <laughs> so some tea gets spilled. Yeah. Um, Especially brown folks. Especially we brown love folks, our secrets. You know, yeah. Um, and everyone's pressuring me to get married, right? Like, <laughs> and so I'm getting really oh, like really y'all look crazy. Situation. What? It was so rare. Like <laughs> I've never experienced that in my life. I don't think anyone's ever wanted me to get married. <laughs> like, no, my mom doesn't want grandkids. Like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and then there's like jokes about like shadi.com, which is like Great. a matrimonial yes. site. Yes. <laughs> um, like, yeah, um, and, you know, my mum downloads Grinder for me. Like, I found a dating app. It's oh. Grinder. Check out all these men. <laughs> you know, little jokes like that. Um, and then like, we do do commentary. So the show was called Bee Queens Breakdown Bollywood. Yeah. And so there's commentary on our eras of Bollywood. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, yeah, we've got Dadi, which is the grandma, like, you don't know nothing about Bollywood. It mm. started with us. Mm. And then you have the mum being like, well, Bollywood came more popular in my time. And then I'm like, bro, Bollywood's more real now. <laughs> like, so that little like banter between the three, it's, it's really right, funny. Right. Yeah. My Bollywood's better than your Bollywood. My Bollywood's better than your Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we sing and dance. It's funny. Like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And was it, did I see in some of the clips, it's like, you thought you knew Bollywood or, or like, let us yeah. teach you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think you know everything? Think again. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny. Like, there's bits of history in there. Like, yeah. Dadi talks about how Bollywood began and where it started and, yeah. you know, right. black and white movies, no sound, no, couldn't hear anything. And then, yeah, yeah. Right, right. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, like, not watch, work on, but I am I bet it was fun to watch too. <laughs> Very fun um, to work on. I, I had 
written this note down, but I wasn't sure if I was, I was going to get into it. But since you mentioned Grindr, I, think, I feel like it's my duty to, to go there. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> was, Let me find the screen trust. Like, <laughs> which was, yo, one day I will start that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So the impetus to meet up today was to talk about a sober dancing space, yes. like a um, something inspired by the uh what is it called it is morning morning glory morning glory ville um, with a a, a founded by black woman in the uk uh and then then i was thinking as i have done with 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 meeting up with seek finally meeting up with seeky yesterday or the day before um was that yeah for that first conversation i feel like we're going to talk about stuff that we would want to document and want to record yeah and in that conversation i said um this is me, by the way, and dropped a pin of the location. And your first, uh, your first yes. reaction was, I thought you were going to send me a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, by the way, Cha-ching. like, and a selfie doing what? Like, you already know well, what I, I look like. That's like, why. Well, you know, what are Brown dudes doing out there? <laughs> I thought maybe you would send something interesting, like maybe because you were just talking about how you were dying from helping your friend move, and I was like, maybe you're like. I don't know, lazing on the couch or oh, doing right. something cool. Okay. Or like, I don't know. Right, right. Because I think you'd also said you know, too many brown brown dudes in your DMs. Yeah, too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. What effects? Okay. <laughs> Do I want to okay. um, I'm doing like a really dumb thing, but mm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it. So I have Snapchat. Mm. No, don't use it. I yeah. don't know how to use it. Yeah, I, I don't know anything I, about it. So I, give me a... Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you, my dad? (laughs) I mean, I just never gone there. I'm just just a one platform social. (laughs) No, I get that. Insta only podcast. I downloaded Snapchat. Like, look, um, hello, it's you. (laughs) Um, I don't even know how to explain it. So you can send people pictures. Yeah. But they last temporarily, Mm. you know. So I could take a picture and I could send it to you. Yeah. And you can watch it and then it's gone. But isn't this the thing? Like, wasn't that copied and dominated by stories? And Yes. Yeah. But is it more one-to-one? You can do it one-on-one. Yeah. You can add to your story, which is the same as Insta yeah. stories. So why is it still like it, it was one of these things like, I mean, I guess they haven't killed TikTok yet, but this it is felt before like, TikTok though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it felt like Insta had in bringing in that snapchat like fe- feature yeah. was trying to kill for the sexy times you know <laughs> so now, now is, that, is that what keeps it alive well that's so <laughs> what i did what i started doing yeah. i'm such an idiot so i realized that i had all these friend requests and i was like oh you know what I don't give a shit about my Snapchat. No one can, like, I don't know how to use it. I don't <laughs> use it. So I accepted everybody. <laughs> okay. And, and then the, the requests kept coming. And I'm like, well, I started, so I'm going to keep going. Okay. Everyone is just, like, brown and they're just like, hi, hello, hi. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi, hi. hi. Yeah. Um, can I see a picture of you? People are trying to date on that, you know? Mm. And I've yet to discover more. That's pretty much about okay. it. <laughs> That's as far as I've There's some like robots in there trying to get you on their OnlyFans, but right. I just like block and report them. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no. So like right now I don't know what I'm doing. 
but, but yeah, <laughs> I've yet to, you know what, I'll come back in a year and report my findings. Okay. But um, no, no, it's a bit of a mess. But the, the, it's a resilient platform. It's still alive. It's still alive. But yeah. I think it's because of the sexy times, you know. Right. But I don't know how these people are finding me because I think Snapchat continuously suggests people to you. Right. And I, I don't know. People are, I don't know what these brown dudes are doing. I really don't know. Do you have a profile picture that makes you a brown person? Yeah. Uh, well, you know the little cartoon avatar uh, things? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it uses those. And that's all I got, really. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Is it a social experiment? Yes, but I don't know what I'm experimenting. Yeah, maybe you're working on the next Fringe show. Yeah, 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 maybe. Cause, Which like, might be stand-up comedy. <laughs> might be. <laughs> well, it would be so fun because I think guys still don't get it. I think they don't. When, when they're like, yeah, come over to my house. And you've never met them before and you say no and they're like, but why? Do you think I'm going to attack you? And I was like, yeah, yes. you went there real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I yeah. do. I mean, and they're like, you're being mean. And I'm like, bro, do you know how many people die from this shit? Yeah. And it's our fault. Yeah. Like, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But and they... Like they, that Sri Lankan cricketer that has Yeah, through, they get excused, man. let like, out on bail for some reason. Because, you know, people have money to that's a lot of money yeah 75 percent of 200k or whatever yeah 150k donation from a woman donation Mm. from a brown woman brown woman yeah that's that's messed up but like yeah uh, it's 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 hard to help them understand Mm. Mm. (laughs) like i was (laughs) i was on tinder once upon a time Mm -hmm. and that was a hot mess like (laughs) i Dude sending you messages. This is me, by the way. <laughs> but you can't tell, you can't send pictures on Tinder, so you're safe. Oh, you can't. Safe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't do it. Don't. No. Mm. Yeah, I've been yelled at for like exerting boundaries, like to my face, and I'm like, "Are you really yelling at me?" Like on a date. Yeah. Whoa. Like he wanted to kiss me, and I was like, "Nope," and he yelled at me. Well, like he kept trying and I was like, well, if you can't stop, I'm going to walk away. And then he couldn't stop. So I walked away and he started (laughs) yelling at me. And I was like, what, what is going on? I don't understand. not getting what I want. So let me throw an angry tantrum (laughs) and and then that'll make them change their mind. (laughs) Oh, I totally changed my mind and we're married now. Like, (laughs) I'm so into it. Red flags? Red flags. (laughs) What red flags? All you got to do is yell at me. And I'll give you what you want. Like, oh, yeah. There's been moments where I'm like, does this work for you? Does this does work? And then they have no answer. And I'm like, hmm, I think you need to rethink your strategy. Oh, well, you just reflect it back to them. No, yeah. I've actually asked them before too. <laughs> oh, does the yelling work for you? Or Not does even the yelling, but like approach. some of the, does your approach work? Mm. Yeah, like the whole, hello, come to my house. Mm. Like. Hello? I could I could be a murderer for all you know. <laughs> like damn. <laughs> you're very trusting. Very, I'm very yeah. trusting. Yeah, you're so trusting. Mm. Yeah, just this morning someone was like, Hello, show me your picture and and I was like and then asked my age, No, like how are you? This is one of the Snapchat dudes. 
Um, he's like, how old, how old are you? Are you single? And I was like, are you looking to date? And he's like, not really, but yes. And I was like, you have no idea who I am. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, and I said, that's bold. And he's like, I just want to prove to you that I'm nice. And I'm like... Whoa. it's a loaded statement. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. The, and then I was like, there's a problem if you need to prove yeah. that you're nice. Just be nice. And it would... Anyway. It's a very confusing world out there. <laughs> it, is. it certainly is. But it fascinates me at the same time, which is yeah. probably why it entertains all these conversations. Because I'm just like, wow. You're just... Another species that I don't understand. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's funny. And the and the othering and the sort of marginalized identity aspects of dating culture and dating apps is, yeah, this like whole yeah. other burden as well. It's, right? yeah, no, I, I gave up on that. Yeah. But I still have the Snapchat thing. So, you know, <laughs> I couldn't get married any day I want. I just got to pick one. They're ready. <laughs> They're so ready for it. <laughs> oh my God. Next, next, the next brown <laughs> auntie that asked you about marriage, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm really will, uh, keen. Can you just can help you me select? One? Yeah, can you just pick one? What do you think about this one? Yes. Or, or like the one that yelled at me? No, or... I don't know. Like, should I open one of the messages? And like, look, here, I'll let you pick one. And you can tell me what to say back. We've got Krishank or Hamza. Oh, we're doing this. Okay, yeah. we're doing All this. Right, All right, pick one. <laughs> Krishan or Krishank Krishank or Hamza Khan mm. Mm. I think Krishank Krishank what does Krishank have to say yeah oh oh uh haha okay not so great with filters so oh I've got airplane mode that's not gonna work mm. um said I got big eyes what does what the not so great with filters part mean? So I put something on my story, which was, you know, like the Instagram filter. Yeah. yeah. Like and he, uh, he asked what the, yeah, yeah. I'm like I can save some of my life there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll never know who I am. <laughs> he was like, what is this filter? And I was like, it's an Instagram filter. I can't remember the name. It's a generic one. And he's like, okay, not so great with filters. So any, so no idea but anyway sup you have got big eyes so i'm like bro they love hearts <laughs> i do <laughs> like, love i've got big eyes like, like i'm not... so flattered i'm gonna marry him now sold <laughs> oh, no but you know you see the entertainment value because yeah. <laughs> i'm losing nothing i just don't have to reply and the message is gone <laughs> fair call entertainment <laughs> entertainment you gotta gotta get your kicks yeah, Somewhere. no, I need to get a life. <laughs> we have mentioned whitewashed a few times today. Mm. I want to get an understanding of, uh, so right now you're doing all these projects. Well, all the projects that you mentioned are like, okay, three, four projects that you mentioned are super brown. Super brown. Super brown. I'm so ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you mentioned a period where you're before when your life was whitewashed. Mm. Um, what did that look like and what was the transition and realization yeah. and flip there? Um, like without getting too miserable. Mm. Um, we can, we know, can get, get miserable. Let's, let's, let's cry a little bit. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was a kid, like primary school, mm. that was the first encounter of racism mm. that I experienced. It was like 
you can't play with us because you're black. And I was like, bitch, what? This is brown. Yes. Like, I was so confused because I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But these kids knew. I I went to Ascot State School, which is like this fancy rich suburb. Right. And I was the only brown kid yeah. like in my grade, right? Right. So, um, yeah, being picked on because of my skin color. Mm. And obviously that leaves a big impression on anybody. Mm. Like this whole, holy shit, like... Why? And then wishing that I was white, yes. you know? Yes. God damn, that's so shitty. Mm. Anyway, and then it turned into, oh my gosh, I love your skin. It's so nice. Mm. Exoticization. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, I love your culture, uh-huh. all of that. But the it was a survival thing. Like, I can't be brown in order to be accepted. But they... Yeah, it was weird, but I, I definitely felt that internalized racism of being white is better mm. and being brown is embarrassing. <laughs> you know, the whole right. your culture is embarrassing. Yeah. So that's how you white. Yeah. The, the only stories out there were, were jokes, right? Like were Apu jokes, being, yeah. What, uh, I, I, that uh, the funny Diwali stuff that I was posting. Uh, of of brown dudes hanging out of cars driving around a roundabout in Harris Park, um, a Sri Lankan friend commented something about, "Oh, they look like good curry munchers." Or something. It's like, <gasps> what are you saying, man? What He's like, "Oh, saying? I just learned that's I I just learned that that's what they call brown people in Australia." I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty old school derogatory term. Yeah, like, that's let's so not use old that school. one." <laughs> Who is still saying that? Yeah. yeah, I think it's like slowly filtered back to. <laughs> Like young folks in Sri Lanka, kind <laughs> of like feedback loop. Yeah, they're like a decade too late. But <laughs> mm, yeah, um, yeah. So then, I guess also being surrounded by only white people, mm. and like that, it's almost just acclimatizing. Suburban to, thing is that not even that? It's a school, right? You know, and you're young and you're impressionable, mm, and definitely. you're just gonna take on and follow whatever you're surrounded by, yeah. you know, um, which is what I did. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It was about, yeah, I was a bit of a sheep, wasn't I? Yeah. But uh, that's what happens when your culture is not considered respectful almost. Like mm. when you're the, you stick out and yeah. the only way you, do, you can't beat them, join them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's when I would only listen to white music and I would only, you know, right. white way of living, I guess. Um, but and obviously, like, it, it was almost like I was hiding my brown self because mm. obviously I'd still go to, like, the temple with my family and we still eat brown stuff at home and right. all of that. Right. But, yeah, I would only watch white movies. I would only listen to white music. I would only... Um, yeah, I would consider myself Australian and I wouldn't really yeah. pay much attention to the other sides of me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, it wasn't until I was an adult where I was like, something ain't right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did that play out with accent and language? Um, yeah, so I never learned Hindi properly. Yeah. Um, my parents taught me English because that's what's needed to get the grades, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I never had a brown accent. 
Um, mm. But it turns on when I'm around brown people. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm at hope. <laughs> like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely always had an Australian accent. Yeah. Because mm. I remember the Triple J radio presenter, Avani yeah, was mentioning uh, there was a moment where she realized that she had a home accent. And an outside accent. Yes. And then one of her presumably white fella friends from school came into her home. Oh. Then she was like, oh, oh what, do, what, do I, <laughs> what do I do? do? What do I do it's now? Like subconsciously, she'd been sort of managing that. Yeah. On yeah. That level. Um, yeah. That's so, in, it's so true though. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's not really shade upon her, but I find it really hard to listen to her present because. Mm. I find her accent like quite strong and I yes. feel like that's kind of come from a place of per perhaps performing whiteness um, yeah. and like really leaning into that Australian accent. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm just being an accent snob, perhaps I am, but <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that my parents, we, and this is problematic as well, like we had that sort of elocution lineage of like my parents would go and learn the Queen's English mm. at, at, and, and learn how to perform whiteness and perform English to a fine degree. Yeah. Um, and they learned that in Sri Lanka, uh, which was just touted as a part of refining their English. And so when we were growing up in Western Sydney, <laughs> yeah. we were sort of protected, I guess, from picking up a Western Sydney type mm. accent. Because if we started to say, oh, yous and right, yeah, yeah, we were like reined in and pulled <laughs> like, in. Yeah. But at the same time, my sister and I uh, kind of, of course, corrected my parents' accent uh. and made it more Australian as well. So they weren't embarrassing us. And so we kind of like, both of us sort of like, sort of met in the middle kind of thing. Because, oh. like, I think once I came across a, a re recorded tape of, of my dad from, like, early 90s or maybe in the 80s, and it was it was different. There was a different yeah. tone to his voice. And so I think – but that, yeah, that's something that's, like, I, I don't know, something about our family, we've been able to have that sort of kind of creative freedom and mutual influence. And mm. uh, That's interesting. Yeah. I would never think to try and correct – my parents' accents. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, no. I think it was like, oh, mom, why? How like, embarrassing. Yeah, why? Yeah. It's like this. I'm like, why are you saying? And like, probably like funny quirks of Sri Lankan English, which is a real thing as well. Like, carrying on, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a small job for you. It's like a, um, you know, like it's a direct. Yeah, that direct translation. Yeah, which I like as I like went off back the to light, speak. man. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, off, off it, off, off it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's like there's 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 Indian English, like there's several like colonial Englishes mm. um, that have evolved because of yeah. the amount of time that I guess that language has been around in those spaces. The only times I would correct, we would correct parents yeah. would be like um, the way they say poem is poem. Uh, like poetry and uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and like emergency, not emergency. <laughs> like we would, we would correct that because we were kids. We we're like, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think it was the same. Like sort the of pronunciation. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the same sort of spirit. But it's interesting because your parents learned Queen's English. Yes. So, like. Mm. Where did they go wrong? What yeah. what was different there? That, you know, I, I guess it was there. There was a blurred line between the Sri Lankan version of English, what was 
performed and come down through the colonizers of Queen's <laughs> English and then that integrating with oh. Australian English once they were uh, yeah. here and, and fitting in and the model migrant myth and mm. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear Queen's English and I think, wow, that's fancy. Mm. Like I wouldn't correct that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I think I'm going to round out with a bit of a, a tough one that I've been thinking of. Mm. Um, we've talked about several, dance spaces and different things that you're involved in. And there's two spaces, I'm thinking of Bring a Plate and Performability, mm. that both have the title inclusive or this label inclusive mm. that is attached to them. Uh, I really love going to Bring a Plate. It was nice like seeing myself reflected in you as a facilitator yeah. <laughs> when I Yay, have gone there. Yay, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> and at the, but at the same time, and I do have a great respect for the inclusive nature and, you know, it, it goes right down to the image descriptions in every post. It's mm. like quite a thorough, broad scope, uh, broad scale sense of inclusivity. Yeah. But I also visit, as do you, some other dance spaces, Mad Dance House. I've not mm. yet been to YCV, mm -hmm. um, but I'm excited to be in these spaces. And I, I'm just cognizant of the of observing that when we attach this inclusive space inclusive label to things mm. sometimes they end up being more white yeah 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 it's oh uh, yeah i think about that a lot right. um because to be fully inclusive you've got to do way more yeah you know um it's, yeah, it's really challenging because so performability is very much tailored to physical and intellectual disabilities. Yeah. Bring a Plate is trying to do all of it. Mm. And that in itself is like a big monster. Yeah. And you're right when you, when you like, it, it does. Huge task. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. A huge. And I don't know. I don't know how you could be that. Like the only way to do it is to actively and consistently be consulting. Yeah. All these minorities or. Yeah. And that in itself is a huge task. Mm. And who has the capacity for that? You know, uh, it would be lovely to find a way. But you think about even, yeah, like. I don't want to criticize, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like, an emerging thing and it's, it's, an a, it's a challenge well, to recognize. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you see that word being thrown around so much. Yeah. Like diversity and inclusiveness. Yeah. And you're right in the sense that it's mostly white people throwing mm. that, <laughs> throwing that, that terminology around. Right. Um, yeah. I think one that I tend to find that I, two that I sort of resonate with more. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to limit myself to two. I think it's, um, yeah, BIPOC or underrepresented, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think those sort of resonate. As in you would prefer to hear those the, more? Uh, I think I find myself using those more, yeah, underrepresented, yeah. Yeah, mm. it's, it's really interesting because how can you create spaces for the underrepresented when you're part of the privileged. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. about that all the time. Yeah. Um, 
without doing some serious work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the challenge with dance companies is it's uh, ever since COVID, it's really, really hard to get people to come to class and get the numbers to make it feasible. Right. So that's this overwhelming challenge that precedes everything else. Yeah. You know, in an ideal world, if we weren't worrying about getting the numbers, then we would have the capacity to do a little bit more work. Mm. But yeah, I guess also being an outdoor like a dance space. Yeah. How do you make that inclusive? <laughs> you know, and the same goes for if you're indoors as well. Yeah. You know, if you look at actually both YCV and Mad Dance House. Yeah. Mad Dance House is not accessible. You have to walk mm-hmm. upstairs to get there. Mm-hmm. There's no lifts. Yeah. YCV can be, but yeah. there's only two dance studios on the ground level. Right. So how many dance studios are accessible? Mm. You know, mm. it's a really challenging one. And I'd love to see it change. I think I don't know how to bridge the gap between the two because like performability, we see predominantly people with disabilities coming and I'd love to see it not be so secluded. Uh, what's the word? Compartment. Separate. Yeah. Yeah. Com- yeah. Um, Cause it shouldn't be like that. And I think of someone I saw on Instagram, I cannot remember their name. Mm-hmm. They're a dancer mm. and they are a wheelchair user. Mm-hmm. And she just shows up to Afro class, does the, her thing and goes, you know, and she yeah. posts these videos and there's people dancing around her and it doesn't look like, you know, a class specifically for people who use wheelchairs or yeah. have disabilities. Yeah. She's just rocking up and mm-hmm. doing what she can, mm. you know, and that's what I want to see more of. Mm. Um, but in the world, it's just like, even since schooling, all, you know, if you have what they used to call special needs, don't yeah. use that anymore. Yeah. Um, it was a separate school, right, <laughs> you right. know. Yeah. It's not integrated at all from such a young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think until that happens, it's going to be always going to be a challenge. But yeah, it's interesting. We also are starting a partnership with Let's Go, which are a disability support service. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I taught a workshop just this weekend and it was so much fun. And I was like, you know what? Anyone can join. It doesn't have to be specifically. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to get people to come. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. And it's it's really a long game, like all it's of this. It's a long game. You've yeah. got to, I, I think if if you want to make that happen, you just got to keep at it. But it's it would be a very long and tiring game. Hmm. Um, I've never seen it anywhere. Yeah. Right. I'd love to see it. <laughs> but how do we make that happen? How do we make it accessible for people to come? Especially when the predominantly, when you, the majority of your students are able-bodied yeah you know yeah and that's all they see on your website that's all they see in all dance class videos Mm. you don't see anything else yeah unless you go to specific companies that cater specifically for these people segregated space yeah Yeah. how do you bring the two together Mm. yeah right and do you also see it like 
um, Mad Dance House, I feel like I see strong representation from people of East Asian appearance, um, which in my mind I'm connecting with the urban location, perhaps, and the styles of dance. Hmm. That's a really interesting observation. Um, like it, it, it does feel like diverse in, in many in ways. In terms but of students and teachers and who um, shows up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more so observed in my handful of experiences there, more so observed in the students. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Dance House has been a dance hub for so long. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they've swung that, but they have such a large group of students. Yeah. You know, people volume. Come, yeah. yeah. Such a big volume. Mm. of pe- Ironically, it's still predominantly female. Hey, <laughs> yeah. where are the boys at? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, they've just managed because they've been around for so long and there's such a huge variety of styles. You're going to build these pockets of demographics and groups. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And do you find, like knowing both those spaces, YCV, Mad Dance House, do you find that's also represented on the staff and leadership side? Like does that play into it where there is diversity in on that level? Does that trick down? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, definitely YCV yeah. because it's owned by a Cuban man mm. and an, uh, and his wife who is English. Mm. Um, and, and Yasim is so passionate about sharing his culture with everyone. Mm. Um, it trickles down hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love that. It's just, it's sharing world urban dance and world street dance. Mad Dance House does also have, people of colour in their teaching team, but probably not as much mm. as YCV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's really important to make sure that there's a representation. Yeah. Do you see a similar dance. correlation with the people that attend, attend mm. schools? To get academic over here? To get, um, I'll give you the, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, in, a, in a very non-researchy well, way. I never really paid too much attention, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's also teacher dependent. Yeah. So, for example, I used to take Friday night intermediate hip hop with Shaheem. Mm-hmm. And Shaheem, for some reason, just had a lot of people from Asia in mm. that group. He, I think he either used to live in China. Mm-hmm. He's, he's there now. Mm. But could that be why? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe he had friends already who were of that descent. Mm. And that's why they all came to his class. Um, yeah. I, don't, I wonder what makes certain classes have certain demographics. It's really mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Like Australia is so white. So like, obviously it's going to, uh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> obviously white people get like, brown people don't want to pay. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, finances is a. Finances is a. Yeah. That's also true. Dance classes are not cheap. Mm. Um, your average price for a casual one off class will be 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And that's not. For me, that's not cheap. Mm. <laughs> I will think twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the. To 
the options around that are multiple class passes and then that's a yeah. certain commitment and investment in a particular space. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you could save money by buying five classes at a time, but then you're buying five classes at a time. You need that money yeah. at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then some of them have like an expiry date, which freaks me out even more. It's like, ah, especially if I'm not frequently going. Mm. Yeah. 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 I wish it was cheaper. I wish we were made of money. I would love to do free dance classes. That would be so nice. Mm. But interestingly enough, people don't go to free events either. This is not the commitment or the value? I don't know. I've done a few things where it's been free and people just don't show up. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I haven't cracked that code yet. I think it might be the mindset. They're like, oh, this, I don't think this is how value mm. is free. It's not the buy-in. Which is such a strange... Yeah, which is... But then they don't want to go out and spend money. So mm. where do you go from yeah, there? Yes, so which one is it? Like, <laughs> which come one on, is tell it? Me, uh, pick, pick one. Well, I feel like since COVID, everyone's way more comfortable at home now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There was true. a lot of anxiety when COVID hit and we just came out of restrictions. Everyone was really cautious yeah, and yeah. worried about, yeah, catching COVID. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that ever stopped. Yeah. Or... They were like, oh, look at all this free time I have. I don't have to he go out of my way and go to this dance class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's only natural that asking some very big questions leads us to some more questions. Mm. But uh, I want to <laughs> thank you for joining me for this chat today. And thanks yeah. for being on Creative Tales. Yeah, just embarrassing myself with <laughs> my Snapchat stories. <laughs> I feel like I've just outed myself and... <laughs> I don't know who's going to listen to this, but I'm a changed woman now by the time you see this. <laughs> I'll be married <laughs> to someone from Snapchat. Snapchat. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Krishank, he's the one. <laughs> My eyes are big. <laughs> oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> you can just edit that out. No yeah, worries. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cut this end off. No one's, no one's ever going to hear it. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. I mean, if you made it this far, I'm just going to assume that you did. So feel free to share with a friend and subscribe to catch the next one.